This is the Jason Kavnis Experience, hosted by Jason Kavnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. This is Jason, and thank you for listening to the Jason Kavnis Experience. On this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience, this is a replay of an event I took part in. It was the um, Influencer Brands event put on by Josh Jones. It was a great event. The topic was need more direction in your life and career. Want to become a TikTok brand that influences millions of people around the globe. And so my part, I talked about HR, job search, and other items. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for your time. And remember to be great every day. Uh, good morning, guys. Welcome to Influencer Brands. Um, I'm joined with Jason, Courtney, and Hannah. And uh, we're jumping in this morning and talking about mindset. Uh, mindset when it comes to uh, job hunts, when it comes to just starting your days out right. So uh, I'm here uh, and and you're probably asking, well, well, why should we listen to you, Josh? Uh, uh, maybe you're hopping on the replay today. And certainly uh, we love when everyone hops on live today as well. Uh, and that's for the best engagement, for the best experience. Um, you know, today, we're joined by um, Courtney, Hannah, Jason, and uh, today um, we actually have the pleasure of uh, talking about uh, mindset. Right when we get up first thing in the morning, you know, um, a lot of uh, a lot of our you know our our childhood brings back memories in terms of you know maybe there's stressors. For me, a major stressor for me was just thinking about uh, where I lived, my my home life. You know, um, that was a major stressor for me. I, I had this comparison game uh, that I played uh, with, with my students, with my classmates. So this idea of the future, right? The idea of the future uh, being this, uh, this, this scary thing. The future doesn't have to be scary, right? Uh, when we're talking about the future, um, you know, there are many places that we can go in life. Uh, certainly, there are many places that um, we've all been. And um, for a lot of the youth that will be watching this replay, uh, the future is, is a scary place, Right, it's not a place that they're ready to embrace fully. Um, so we want to provide an opportunity here where we're going to talk about the future. Uh, and uh, for me, you know, um, you know, we can say that you, there's limited, there's uh, there's limit, uh, unlimited possibilities uh, when it comes to uh, the future. And I would say that a lot of us um, have experienced something that uh, either someone spoke something over our life in the past, right? Either someone spoke something over our life in the past, um, or we're still living with something that we haven't quite gotten through. And that's truly where we want to hop in today is, you know, starting fresh with this idea of mindset. And so um, I'm not sure whether you've, you've heard, you know, this, this quote before that today is a great day to be alive. Um, I love this because we're talking about teachers today. We're talking about educators. Um, everyone here, you guys are here uh, because you believe in empowerment. You believe in education. You believe in self-education and you believe in yourself. And there's a lot of people that will be um, tuning in, catching us on the replay that perhaps um, are not yet working through that. Maybe they still have that limiting belief that they're trying to work through. And I want to share something with you. It's a great exercise, a great place to start. 
And uh, before we bring on our, our, our guest speaker today, um, I want to share something that um, there's, there's always a mentor of someone in your life that you can attribute to this feeling of fullness and completeness. And, and um, it was another teacher for me. It was actually one of my middle school teachers. Um, and before every class period, we would start the same way. We would start it with today. It's, it's, it's you know, this could be a mantra for you. This could be a, a proverb, a little, a bit of wisdom. He, our teacher, uh, Mr. Mr. Jason Lundin, uh, he, he would always start our English class with us uh, preparing um, this mantra, this saying. And he would say, at the top of your lungs, I want you guys to shout and say that today is a great day to be alive because three things, you can think, you can breathe, and you can communicate. Every class period for my entire year with this teacher, we would scream this and you would slowly hear all the other doors in the hallway closing one by one uh, as the teachers were just kind of, you know, over that, you know. Um, so this stuck with me. It's a great day because we can think and we can breathe and we can communicate. Truly. What are we thinking about? Right. That's the start of it. What are we thinking about? You know, expressing gratitude. Tony Robbins talks about that. Expressing gratitude, little things. Um, you know, we've all we've all got a story, and the value that conquering our minds has is huge. Uh, I think of David Blaine, magician. I remember watching the David Blaine, you know, on TV when he would go in and, and, and be in his ice box. Right? We want to break through that box, you know, and that's what influencer brand. That's why I'm here. Influencer brands is here. Um, to share a story. And um, we're going to do that in an in a amazing way today um, by just talking about, simply put, how we start our day, the beginning of every day, right? Uh, every day starts in a new way. Um, so this future, this future that we're talking about doesn't have to be a scary place. Um, how many people here, I want to see just a quick interaction uh, from us all. How many here, uh, have either had a mentor or a coach. Maybe it was on the sports team. Maybe you were involved with, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mentors, coaches, maybe you coach soccer. Maybe, I know for uh, some of us here today, we've been, uh, we've done drama, right? We've coached in youth groups. We've led teams. That's why we're here because we're team oriented. And um, I'm actually going to, um, Courtney or Hannah, I'm going to make you uh, a host and um, anyone that's here that may be in the waiting room, can you make sure that they're coming in with us as well? Okay, awesome. And let me know whether uh, there's anyone else uh, that's uh, waiting to come in there. So awesome. Um, so in terms of, you know, where we want to go today, um, we got, we want to play full out starting, starting out today. We want to play full out with, um, where we're at in terms of, um, you know, the next 20 minutes, what's that going to look like? We're going to tell a story. Um, you know, I want to go back to, uh, where it all began. Influencer brands was born from this idea of empowerment. It was born from this idea of education and how the school systems today, uh, our last, uh, we had a live uh, June webinar where we heard from uh, an educator, certified educator, who we'll hear from later this week, uh, who worked in the public school system. And she expressed to me, uh, you know, Josh, um, you know, uh, the school system is broken. And I said, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Uh, and why was that? Because I remember um, I had a high school teacher 
And I remember him coming into my life. Um, I served on an after-school committee. And I remember this man, you know, prominent man. I grew up in a very small town in, in central Michigan. And I remember this man speaking something into my life. And I remember him saying to me, Josh, I don't see you as a leader. I don't see you as a leader. And he said this in front of all of my teachers and all of my, I was serving on an after-school committee with my superintendent, parents from the community. And I had this teacher who spoke that into my life. You know how awkward that is when you're about to graduate as a senior and one of your teachers speaks that into your life. You, you carry that, you know? And so, however, there's a positive to that uh, because those things don't have to have a hold on your life. Um, how do we pop that bubble? What's the universal sign for help? We wave our hands, right? We wave our hands. Um, and this idea of life being a roller coaster. Life is truly a roller coaster. We're either enjoying the ride, we're either in the front seat with someone that's enjoying the ride and we're not enjoying the ride, or we're a backseat driver, or maybe we're wondering how do we even end up here? You know, and this past few months have been a great time for all of us um, here at, you know, influencer brands to say, what does empowerment advising truly look like? You know, there's a lot of academic coaches out there and there's a lot of people in the, in the, in the industry that would say that they're going to just, they're, they're going to help you find your, your miracle answer right away. And I would say that um, the youth today, you know, we've surveyed a lot of youth and Gen Z and what they're saying is that they want presents, not gifts, not Christmas time presents. They want your presence. They want you. Um, and your presence is a gift. It is a gift for them. And so I want to share with you a quick picture. This was uh, actually me. Uh, this was me in, gosh, it was probably middle school, middle school at the time, um, with my cousins. And this was me, uh, a director, right? I wanted to work in the movie business. And this is something I share in my story. Um, you know, I wanted to work in, in film and a lot of us had dreams that either we left behind, uh, or we're about to move into some new part of our life, a new chapter or turn the page of the book. Um, and so the future doesn't have to be scary. Life is a roller coaster. Um, and all of us are, are on this ride together, right? This is a community. In terms of, you know, uh, just, just jumping in and just kind of um, taking a moment here, all of us have, um, you know, talents and all of us have something that we're looking to uh, provide um, for the youth. Um, for each other. Um, and that's truly what we're going to hear today. Uh, I'm going to introduce uh, in just a little while, just a few moments, we're going to come on here at 1130. And we're going to talk about trailblazing, trailblazing in an industry that a lot of, um, you know, youth and even parents today are, are hesitant to talk about. And why do I say hesitant? Um, because there's something that is holding on. When I hear uh, when I hear the idea of human resources, uh, I think of a meeting, a closed door meeting. Uh, I think of my time working. Uh, I worked for you know Whole Foods Market. I was I was a team trainer for Whole Foods Market retail. You know, in the walls, uh, you know, boots on the ground, uh, stocking pasta sauce. <laughs> you know, and um, with that, um, I think of human resource, and I think of other jobs. I think of recruiting. I think of college recruiting. I think of um, musicians. Right. There's people that are self-employed Uber drivers. Who's our human resource director? You know, there are people that need um, that are small businesses that are here today that are forming. I know for a fact uh, that we're here today because we have our businesses. We represent business. We represent teams, small teams, small business. And when it comes to leading small business and small teams, you need someone that is an expert in navigating that landscape. Right. And so to empower you, empowerment comes from a place of realizing that you have responsibilities. You have responsibilities to yourself. And when you lead a team, you have responsibilities to your team. 
And so that's what empowerment is. It comes from a place of responsibility when you recognize this responsibility for yourself. And, um, you know, just thinking about this idea, when we want to say that we're going to play full out, it comes from this idea of coaching, it comes from this idea of mindset. There's a great quote that, that Bill Gates says. Now, Bill Gates, I mean, we all know Bill Gates, uh, just like Steve Jobs. Everyone has a coach. Um, you know, and I, and I recently discovered the value of working with someone who has a coach, never had that before. Like I said, I had, you know, my teacher in high school who, uh, that was a very anti-coach thing to do. (laughs) That's not something a coach does. A coach is supporting you. They're not there to, um, just say yes and no, they want to help you, um, empower yourself and realize that you have responsibilities, uh, and find those resources. And so a great resource to think about is getting a job. Many of us either have been without work for the past uh, several months, or we've, ever, we've been through unemployment at some point in our life, and the idea of getting back in the game can be a little bit spooky, um, especially when it comes to resumes. And that's something that, um, you know, the big idea here is that everyone who's here live attending for the next seven days, you guys are going to get our own resume templates. You know, I, I'm working from a place of being in Chicago, right? And I moved from Northwest Indiana a year ago, moved out to Chicago, and I was unemployed up until that point. I didn't have a template. The first time that I learned about resume, proper resume templates was at a free workshop at my local library put on by the state of Indiana. <laughs> That's when I learned how to write a resume. Uh, it wasn't, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the Gen Z that we're talking to right now, especially you know what they're looking for is a mentor that can help them one-on-one that can say, I I understand where you've been. Uh, Here's your skill sets. Here's your soft skills. And so when it comes to a human resource director, this idea of a director, this idea of a person either holding a clapboard saying, take one, take two, uh, or a director is someone that can help you navigate and implement and trailblaze. And I think that's truly when, um, when we start our conversation here, talking about the future, talking about your talents, you all have talents, you all have abilities and skills. And when you want to express them either through an interview or working in a small team, um, you know, I think there's a great way to just, um, introduce this idea, um, with the story. Um, you know, a lot of us enjoy shopping online nowadays. We enjoy the, the perks of Amazon. It's delivered to your door. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to go to a shopping mall, although that is fun. Uh, there's a great way to uh, think about mannequins. Uh, you'll see a lot of mannequins dressed up over the holidays in a lot of strange outfits. I know this for a fact. Working as a demonstrator here in Chicago, I work in uh, Kohl's over the holiday season. I, I represented um, a brand in Kohl's and uh, I saw mannequins and I thought about the idea of what a mannequin is. In this illustration, this point, don't be a mannequin. And a mannequin in the job field, in the job hunt, when it comes to um, human resources, um, when you're interacting with um, your employer, um, we don't want to be a mannequin. A mannequin is someone that is dressed by other people. They, they are told where to, you know, just where to go in life. And we want freedom. We want to be able to express as entrepreneurs, we want that ability to say that we have flexibility. We have this ability to recruit talent. And when it comes to maintaining that flexibility, there's a lot of things, there's nothing wrong with outsourcing. Our, our influencer brands was built on a strong team of writers, things that, um, you know, 
you can't do it on your own. You need help. You need to outsource. You need to look look outside. Um, it may it may be a starting point with um, some great resources, Fiverr, right, for graphic design, um, for you know building your 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 logos, things like that. Um, so we want this to be highly interactive. We definitely want to play uh, full out when it comes to mindset, when it comes to great applications of getting started. Uh, well, I'm going to, uh, like I said, I'm going to introduce here uh, Jason. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you Jason Kavnis. Jason, uh, welcome to Influencer Brands and uh, welcome. And we would love to uh, you know, jump in and hear your voice. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you and your team putting, putting on this great event. Thank you so much, Jason. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you. And um, I first, uh, you know, found out for you from uh, Mayan uh, Gordon from her LinkedIn. She went LinkedIn Live, and I know we had, uh, you know, talked about that. And uh, I was like, human resources. That's that is, and the fact that you know you're connected with with the influencer uh, community as well, um, it shows that you're diversified. And that's um, so in terms of, you know, your your story and we're um, we want to make you shine. That's why that's why you're here. And we want to make you shine and um, just give you the floor to just share um, whatever's on your mind and your heart and where you'd love to start today. OK, so before I get started, I want to caveat like um, I have almost I'm gonna cover a lot of stuff in 30 minutes and it's all generalities. Right. Another thing, too, everyone has a different economic real, economic reality right now. Right. You might some you might be someone in there, you know, just graduated, graduated from college has no student loan debt and you, you can go back home and live with your parents, you know, and, you know, you know, and figure stuff out. Or you might be someone who has hundreds of thousands in, in student loan debt and you, you have to get a job now to help yourself out. Right. And this, all these different, you know, realisms out there. Right. So these, remember this, uh, it's all in generalities. And kind of the topic, y'all were talking about how HR is like different and different people HR. So I recently connected with a person named Sharon Goldsmith on LinkedIn. Right now her job, she's the, um, She's in the Hofstra University Entrepreneurship um, Organization, right? Well, 10 years before that, she was an HR director for a 50 cents G unit. Now you would think, you no, know, what does 50 cents need HR for, right? Well, everyone needs HR, right? I just thought it was, you know, kind of odd that that conversation came up. And so I have a lot of things to cover. So first thing, everything, everything's bad right now, but there's opportunity. But having said that, it's always hard to find a job. It's never easy to find a job. I don't care how good the economy is, right? It's, ne it's never easy to find a job. Also, more nowadays, what your degree is really doesn't matter anymore, right? I mean, it doesn't really matter. I, like, I was trying to think of, right now, I know no one who graduated recently who's doing what the degree is in. Like, no one at all. So, all, all the degree really does is determine, can you, you know, quote, unquote, put up with it for four or five years, right? So don't be too worried about your degree. Now, of course, you don't want to be like a scientist or a doctor. You know, it probably matters, right? But if you want to be a business or marketing, probably probably not so much. And people start hiring. Like there's a, uh, there's a magazine called The Muse that put out, did an article maybe a month ago. And the article listed 125 companies still hiring, you know, in the United States. So people are still hiring. Let's talk about so-called hiring experts. There's no such thing as a hiring expert. Like no one can say... I've hired 10 people and all these 10 people were perfect for me. Right. So don't get in that. And then recruiting. So for recruiting, there's good recruiters, bad recruiters. There's always these horror stories about recruiters ghosting you. And it's just, unfortunately, it's something you have to deal with. Right. Now on the recruiting side of things, like when I was an HR director at Holland college, we would, we would have like 20 positions open every time each position had like 300 resumes. Right. So it's kind of hard to go through that. Right. I'm not, that's not an excuse. They should reach out to you. 
at least some kind of automated email. But, you know, remember to have a lot of stuff going on, too. Next, talk a little about bias. Bias is still out there. You know, in 2020, there are people who still won't hire because you're, you're whatever the case may be, right? And that's just something that, you know, you have to deal with, unfortunately. And my point of view, like, if you're, let's say you're a female, do you really want to work for a company that doesn't like females or against females, right? So there's that, too. Uh, kind of this, and also, also for bias, they can be positive bias, too, right? In a kind of way, depending on how you look at it, right? So when I was the HR director, my two HR jobs I had after the Army, when I was doing hiring, so I'm a military veteran. So if I saw the resume with a veteran on it, I give them an actual look, right? Now, for example, if a job needed a master's degree, the veteran had a high school diploma, okay, that's nothing I can do about that, right? That's too, that's too far a gap. But master's degree, had a bachelor's, I, I was trying to work with it too. And then when I was in college, I was president of my university my senior year. So, so, so if I saw student government on the resume, that would kind of take a second or two. But of course, there's no way you would know that unless you networked and knew what I, stuff I did, right? And we'll talk about the points of networking in a little bit. Um, everyone has a skill that somehow you can get people to pay you for that skill, right? It might be like Josh said, doing something on Upwork, doing voiceovers. There's some skill you have that somebody wants to pay for, right? I mean, it's something as simple as maybe, I don't know, this might be a bad example, but, you know, cutting grass or cleaning someone's house or there's something that someone will pay you to do. You just got to figure out what it is. Another big thing too, you know, believe in yourself when no one else will, right? You're going to hear no a lot in your life. Like you're going to hear no over and over again through your life. So let's talk about job search realism a little bit. So all, all these numbers, stats are like pre-coronavirus, but I'm sure and so they're probably worse now. But on average, each job is going to have 250 resumes. And so what usually happens is a recruiter, and this is all stuff you've probably heard before. Usually most recruiters use a thing called um, Acronym Tracking System, ATS. So that does, it picks out keywords on your resume. And so example, there's no keywords in your resume that you're not going to get picked by the ATS. Now what some people do is they'll like copy and paste a whole job description. That's probably a bad thing to do because you might get to ATS, but as soon as the recruiter reads your resume, they're like, oh, this is the job description and they're going to throw it away, right? So be careful about that. And so 250 resumes and you still get it down like maybe 20 phone interviews and eventually down like four or five um, people go to interview yourself. Now, if any of you are self, what I think a lot of people do wrong is after they do the interview and they don't get the job, they'll get down on themselves and, you know, oh, I didn't get the job. And you should really think of it as a win because based on stats, only 2% of applicants for a job get called for the interview. So, you, so you're doing something right. And when people tell you, no, you know, I'm not going to give you the job or whatever, don't take it personal because it is so subjective, like so subjective. And I'll give you an example. Post two people interviewing for a job. One's that a one person interviews at 9 a.m., another person interviews at 2 p.m. It's on Monday morning. So you interview with four people, because most jobs are now like panel interviews. So those four people, they had a great weekend, right? I mean, they're in a good mood, happy go lucky. So 9 a.m. comes. Now, the first person, he's qualified for the job, but just barely, right? I mean, he just barely made the cut. And so the first interview, I mean, they're happy, they're asking questions. The, the person interview actually answers something wrong, doesn't know answers. They help them out, you know. And you know, everyone has a good feeling, right? Everyone's happy afterwards, you know. Everyone, man, that's I have a good feeling about this person. He's I think he might be a good match for us. So the next interview is at 3 p.m. Between that time, one person gets yelled at by his boss in front of everyone. Another person gets a fender bender. Another person finds out his mother-in-law is coming to stay for two months. 
So the mood completely changes, right? So 3 p.m. comes. Oh, let me backtrack. So then the first person, too, he does research. Like he connected with all the people on, on LinkedIn. He he makes some connections. Like he said, hey, um, interview number one, my wife went to the same cause you did, you know, and just made a personal connection, right? At the second one, everyone, three other people in their bad moods. The second person made no notice to connect, to connect with anyone. And it's a whole different like atmosphere, right? It's just totally goes nowhere, right? And so even though the second person is way, way more qualified, they give their job to the first person. And it can be simple as simple as that, right? It, it, I mean, it's just so subjective. Another thing I would tell people too is when you find a job, like, like I understand why people and I did the same thing when I left the army. Everyone knows send like a thousand resumes, a thousand different companies. Everyone tells you not to do it. We all do it because it makes you feel like you're doing something. Like I've, I did something today. And but reality, you're wasting your time, right? So what I tell people, and I'll use like, I'll use marketing, for example. Don't like send a resume to a thousand different marketing jobs. Find an industry you want to work in. Like whether it be, you know, a software tech, fintech, manufacturing, a marketing company. Find an industry you want to work on and network in the industry. For example, um, I'll use Amazon for example, somebody in Seattle, right? But you want to find Amazon, start going to Amazon events. There's a thing called meetup.com. Meetup.com. You go in there, type in, like you will say Dallas and say marketing. And then all these uh, marketing meetups will go to the, they can, that you can go to, right? But find an industry you want to work in and focus on the industry and network. Another thing too, and this is, I'll admit this is not realistic. When someone told me this, I thought this was crazy. But the general rule is when you're looking for a job or starting a company, um, meet one new person a day. Like, well, I'm not saying like have a two or three hour meeting, but like send a link to the connection, do something, meet with one person a day and learn, learn about them. Right. Another thing too, um, people want to help you. Everyone wants to help. Now don't be wrong. Those like, if you send someone 99 or 100 times, you send a link to Mr. Say, Hey, my name is Jason Cavanis. Um, I'm transferring. I'm graduating college, blah, blah, blah. Nine out of 100 are going to at least help you. I'll give you a reply or say something, right? The one is, you're going to have one jerky boy, as I call him, is going to like, I don't know you. I don't have time to help you, but you just got to blow it off, right? Most people want to help you. And most people now, like on my podcast, I talk a lot about, you know, a question I ask people sometimes is, okay, go back to December. You know, you're about to graduate college in summer 2020. Got some jobs lined up. You know, people coming to your college graduation awards your oyster then boom, this hits, right? Like, what can we do for them, right? And, you know, and people want to help you out, you know? A lot of people want to help you, but you have to, we have to ask for help. Like, what's the saying? Um, a closed mouth don't get fed, right? You, you got to ask for help. Also, you need to have a personal brand, best in this day and age. Like, you, you got to have it, right? Like, if, if I was looking for a job now, I would probably have a daily blog saying what I did today and post on LinkedIn. If you're looking for a job, most HR people will deny this or tell you it doesn't happen. But you need to presume that if you look for a job and you apply for a job, they're going to Google you and look for you on social media. It's just going to happen, right? You need to be prepared for that, right? Especially in this day and age. The last thing a company wants to do is hire someone and their values to go against what they believe in, right? Like, I think like there's always these horror stories, right? The one that comes to my mind now, right? This um, lady, she went to, took a trip to South Africa and before she left, she, she should have sent a tweet or the Instagram post, I'm going to South Africa. I pray to God I'm not going to get HIV, right? And the company had something to do with HIV, you know, related medical stuff, right? And so obviously, before she landed, she was fired, right? 
so they do they do social media to keep keep that stuff from going. And like I tell on social media, this is my opinion here. Like I really don't care what you put on social media. Like you can put on Facebook that you know you're having a drunken party and you're doing whatever the case may be. You know, breaking rules, whatever. But my concern is your lack of judgment. Like, are you telling me you don't know how to make your Facebook private? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, even I know how to make my Facebook private, right? And so you, if you can't even make your Facebook private, what kind of judgment is a call, you know? And, and of course, if, um, if you have a common name, like, you know, John Smith and the Googie, you might have thousands of John Smiths, you know, so you got to be careful of that, you know. But just presume that people are going to Google you and just be able to answer any questions they might have for you. Another thing too, a lot of people are like, I live in, you know, New York City. Well, that's, that's probably a bad example. What's that? I live in uh, Dallas, Texas. I'm never leaving Dallas. Well, then you've like, you know, kind of say yourself as a failure, right? Because there's opportunities, jobs everywhere, right? And, you know, be willing to move somewhere else. So back to the, the job search realism. So 250 people come for you to apply for a job. And then the 2% get, 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 to, get to interview. And it's really subjective. And so when you're, when you're doing the interview, remember you need to interview them as well as they interview you, right? Like you should ask questions. Like the question I like to, I tell people ask, so you have four people on the interview panel. One of them will probably be a boss. So I ask a question like, you know, if I get hired, how can I get my boss a gold star? That's going to put in the person's mind while well, this person's not even hired yet. They're always thinking about how they're going to make me look good. Another thing too, I would ask like, how do you, commu- how, do, how do they communicate? And ask what the, okay, what's the word for that? Ask what the battle rhythm is, right? Like, suppose they say, uh, well, in the month of June, it's all hands on deck, 12 hour days. That's like a month we got to be here. And every year you have a family reunion in June. Well, that might be a good match for you, right? I'd also think too, like, you, like research them also. And for example, and this, this is a bad, be a bad example, I'll, I'll admit, right? So, I'm not a big fan of bicyclists, right? So like, I believe in like people, like kids riding bikes, trail bikes, but people like ride bicycles, the middle of town, I'm not a big fan, right? So I applied for one job and, then, and on the, on the picture on the, on the internet, they had like all these bicycles on the office, wherever bicycles, we take bicycle rides through downtown Seattle every day. Well, this is probably not the place for me, right? So you got to do that too. But of course, back to economic realism, maybe you have to take the job because you're economic realism. Another thing too, in, in the past, people would say, stay your job forever, right? No one does that anymore, right? So don't be too concerned about that. If you get a job and after three months, like, man, this ain't a job for me, find another one best you can, right? Like, that's, that's, not, that's not a negative anymore, at least for most people. Now, granted, those are like what I call old HR, not old in age, old in thoughts and new HR. Old, old HR, like, you know, everything is rules, black and white, yes or no, there's still those people out there, right? And so back, to, and let's talk about resumes right now. There's thousands of resumes, thousands of templates. So first of all, all this hiring stuff, like job search resumes, you should not be paying anyone for anything, right? At your stage, right? There's too many people who do it for free. Now, if you're trying to be like a VP of like marketing for Apple, yeah, maybe pay for a resume, a job search. But, you know, if you just got a college and that's changing jobs, there's no reason to pay. There's too many people out there who do stuff free for free, right? There's too many people. And resumes, a lot of people still do still like the old, like black and white traditional 12 inch font, you know, but like people like me, I actually like the um, creative ones. I like the little color in it. You know, I like the ones that video in it, but you would only know that if you like network with me or network with the other person, right? That's why it's important to network the industry you're in so you can find out, okay, the hiring manager, HR person, how they like their resume. They say black and white. Well, you know, do a black or white. If they like, you know, a little more colorful, more creative, 
Let's put it like that. Like the best raising I ever had was a, a HR director at a, at a Highline College here in the Seattle area. This person had a regular resume, but the right side, he indented it and put his top six accomplishments for the last, last six years, right? So right there, I could see what they did. Also, our resumes, it shouldn't be like, um, I did this, I did that, three years, blah, 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 blah. Somehow you got to put in there what you did, where there's increased you know, percentage of profits, decreased loss or something, like ROI, you got to put stats in there. Another thing too, I think a lot of people get wrong across all generations. They'll say, oh, I got paid, I'm getting paid 60,000. I'm going to do 60,000 worth of work and that's it. No more, no less, right? And that's the wrong attitude, right? Because when a company hires you for like 60,000, they're expecting $120,000 at least out of you, right? They're expecting from you. They're not hiring because it's a write-off or nothing like that, you know? They're expecting something from you. So you got to keep that in mind. You got to be able to make a connection with people, right? And also be of be value. Like Josh said, you, everyone needs a mentor, right? Like, I'm sure you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. He had a podcast the other day talking about his mentorship. Like, uh, Dave Metzler, um, Joe Rogan, Steve Jobs, everyone has a mentor, right? So you have to have a mentor. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of, a sign of strength. Now, of course, you know, every mentor is not a good mentor. So you got to figure that out quickly. Also, I think we talk about the personal brand. Let's talk about the personal brand more. You need a personal brand. Um, there's so many ways like I have a personal brand. We have a blog, a, a, a video podcast, YouTube channel, TikTok. You, you have to put yourself out there in some kind of way, I believe. And also uh, be be authentic self, right? Like a lot of people. So when you go to a job interview, it's kind of like a fake on both sides, right? The company's like put on this, this false facade. I think it's the word I want to use. Well, then oh, we're the best company ever. You should come work for us. We're the best. And a candidate, you're going to put on your best, you know, falseness too, right? Oh, I would need this job. So let me answer them exactly what they want, you know? So like if they ask you, Hey, you know, what do you think about the Seattle Seahawks? Oh, I'm a big Seattle Seahawks fan. I love them every day. Oh, that's good. Cause if you get hired, we go to the game every Sunday, but you hate the Seahawks and you're like a Cowboys fan like I am, you know, you're not being authentic. Right. But once again, I'll go back, you know, it cannot be realism, you know, might make you like do, do things like that. Right. So basic scenario, you got to need to be authentic. And a lot of companies out there, like, you know, nothing wrong with this. But some companies like we'll say like not to get a policy, like those will say the pro liberal or pro conservative. Right. So like the example I use, like if you're like, you know, kind of conservative, you'll probably never apply to you know, Uber because they're kind of liberal, right? And vice versa, if you're liberal, you probably never, never apply to, we'll say Chick-fil-A, they're kind of conservative, which is kind of, I think is a bad thing, right? Because you might be Uber, you need a marketing director and the best person is actually a conservative, right? So you the talent's not there, right? So you got to be a match for that too, right? And, and um, a lot of people that put like political beliefs out in the public, that's, you know, if you do that, that's, you know, that's, that's a good thing to do, do what you want to do, but just be aware that by doing that, you might be crossing yourself out of some positions, you know, and that's where there's a good or bad or fair, and that's just the reality of, of the day right now. Also, um, the LinkedIn, you gotta be, you gotta be on LinkedIn. I mean, all the recruiters I know, I know a lot of recruiters are on LinkedIn, right? And you gotta do more than put, put your picture and say, I'm looking for a job. I mean, you gotta do, it's almost like a, a, res, a super, super resume. You gotta put, Got to put some thought into it and, and you know, and, and, and do some stuff on there. And that's how recruiters do just like the ATS. There's a thing called recruiter light that most recruiters have. And they do like a Boolean search and Boolean search. You let, you might go to recruiter light and say, I'm looking for a um, recent college graduate with a degree in marketing who lives in Texas. And everyone will come up with that. Right. And then, and then they'll start reaching out to those people. So if you don't have like, if you're, if you're trying to find a market, Job, the marketing is on your, in your profile, it's not going to pick it up, right? 
So you need to be on LinkedIn and be kind of active. Now, there's, there's, there's also LinkedIn groups like Facebook groups. So LinkedIn groups, you just go there and like go to groups and put on marketing. There's like thousands of groups on there, right? Some good, some not so good. You know, there's a lot of spam in this. You got to be careful about that. But definitely, if you're, if you're looking for a job, you should be on LinkedIn once, at least once a day. Another thing too, reach out to people on LinkedIn and, and try to make connections on there. But you, but you have to be on LinkedIn and, and social media in general. Another trick I like to tell people, like suppose you apply for a job, we'll say, um, I don't know, some kind of a marketing company, right? And so a lot of people like apply for the job. What you should do first is like cost network with the company. And most jobs will have the hiring manager on there or the HR person on there, right? Go that hiring manager or HR person and trying to find their social media, right? And suppose like, suppose I'm hiring for a job and you find my Twitter or my Instagram, you would send that person a message. Hey, Jason, I just saw this opportunity at blah, blah, blah company. Do you have time to get with me offline and discuss more? Like, that's going to set you apart, right? Like, oh, wow. You know, because like, I'm probably getting hundreds of emails and applications, you know, through the job portal. You did something different. I'm going to probably reach out to you, right? So I think that's another good one too. Also, you never know who someone knows or doesn't know. So make sure you keep that in mind. So let me, let me add a couple more things. And so like we went back to hearing no again, you're going to, you're going to hear no all your career, right? So just used to that. And another thing too, if, um, if you're not used to like being a public speaker, you, you start practicing being a public speaker. Because whether your job is, you got to be able to get in front of people and, and to convince them to do what you want to do, right? Also sales, you're, you're in the sales every day, right? You're selling yourself as a, you know, as an individual trying to find a job, public speaking, sales. Also use opportunities like learn new skills, right? And do different things. So another thing too, like, like we use marketing, right? If you're a marketing person, like, I mean, go to some marketing networking things, but go to other networking things too. Like go to networking for HR people, go to networking for manufacturing people, go to networking for, you know, other find find places to network where you're going to be the only HR person there. I mean, only marketing person there, right? Also, this is kind of old school, but if you're like in college now, go to things like Chamber of Commerce, Rotary Club. Granted, they were like ten thousand years old, right? Have no idea you you know like TikTok and stuff, but you're going to be a different person, right? They're going to oh, what, what's this young person doing here? What's this person doing here? And they're going to drag right to you, and this connection is right there, you know. So never never miss, miss those kind of opportunities. So I know that's a lot. Oh yeah. And also I'm going to put my, my email in the chat. So anybody wants to reach out to me. So I know this is covered, covered a lot in a short amount of time. So I'm going to put my email in the chat. So you can reach out to me. If you have any questions in specific. Yeah. Jason, I'll jump in. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Um, wow, guys, that was amazing. We, um, we just covered so much ground in such a short period of time. Uh, and, and, and Josh, so it's yeah. so like little thing. I cover like one line. I could probably do like an hour to hour class each one of those, right? So definitely a down and dirty in general, right? So wow, what'd you guys think? Drop in chat. Uh, what'd you think of uh, Jason's message? Um, I mean, simply simply put, Jason, I, I I did not know that the Rotary Club could be such a great resource. I remember in, in high school um, going to them, you know, like the VFW for scholarship opportunities in my small town, um, for example. And I think that's a great idea. The Elks Club. For example, I mean, you talk about learning from your elders. That's a great way to get involved right there, too. Um, and, 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 they, the, and the Rotary Club actually has a big push nationwide to try to bring in younger people, right? Because most Rotary people, Rotary Club, you're not being a stereotype, like, you know, kind of older, right? And there's like, they're trying to get new young blood in there. 
how, yeah. how successful they're being, I really don't know, but yeah. That's awesome. Um, let's see. So uh, Hannah had a question too. Hannah, did you want to jump in? Yeah. So Jason, I have a few actually. Okay. Um, so I messaged them privately, but I can just ask them here. Okay. Um, I just want to say thank you for being on. That was like really good. I have a lot of good notes, so we can definitely send out some of your pro tips and send people your way for those one hour masterclasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, um, my, I had two questions. So do you think LinkedIn caters to a more older market? Um, how do we incorporate LinkedIn with our demographics? Like, uh, 16 to 24, I accidentally put 14, 16 to 24. For example, I know when I was in high school, there was a big push for it. I was a DECA kid and it just didn't seem very user-friendly and I'm still not entirely sure what my purpose is on LinkedIn. <laughs> Yeah, LinkedIn, like I tell people, I love LinkedIn. I hate LinkedIn, right? I love LinkedIn because you connect with people easily. You know, like, like it's so easy to make connections on there, right? Mm-hmm. But but I hate it because it's, it's not user-friendly. It doesn't know what it want to be. Like, in a few years ago, LinkedIn, like, friction business. Now LinkedIn is a strange place, like, we're LinkedIn, we're Facebook, I mean, we're Facebook, we're Instagram. Like, you see, like, people, per- personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing about LinkedIn is good. Another good thing, everyone can post content. A bad thing, everyone can post content, right? Because, like, there's so much stuff on there. You know, like people post the time, like uh, my name's, you know, Mary James and I got hired by blah, blah, blah. Like, do I really care about that? Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, and like, like one example I did, this, this young lady, it just happened like a couple of years ago. She had like a 30 second video uh, for her, like a, looks like she just got out of the shower and she's playing hide and go see with a dog. And people were like, what the crap is this going on here, right? This doesn't belong here. And the people cut back and say, well, actually it does belong because it's showing her potential boss or personality, right? Mm-hmm. What, type, what type of person she is, right? Right. So, so yeah, LinkedIn is like, unfortunately, it's, it's the best thing out there, right? There's nothing to compare with it, right? Okay. And most most recruiters, if you're not on LinkedIn, you know, they're going to look for you, right? You, I mean, another thing we do on LinkedIn, like be authentic, right? You know, like put videos on there. Like like I said, if I, if I was doing a job search now, I would do a, I would do a daily video you know, hey, Jason Kevin's here again. Today I did blah, 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 right? Or does anyone know this or this? Oh, the best thing about LinkedIn, I see this happen thousands of times. People go in there and say, hey, you know, my name is Jason Kavnis. I was recently laid off my job of four years. Here's my skills. I live in, you know, Seattle. I'm willing to move to LA, Dallas, and, you know, Alabama. Can anyone help me? And with the message, you're going to have like thousands of messages on there, right? Okay. Or, or people like, you know, Hey, I can help you, but connect to here and here, right? And that's the biggest thing. is a, It's a big community on there. People want to help each other out. But but you, I mean, you have you have to be on there. I mean, unfortunately, right? Whether it's good or bad, and it makes you have a profile on there. Hopefully, that answers your question. Yeah. So, do you, um, would it be safe to say that you don't that um that you don't think like um like Facebook or like I know TikTok's a big thing. I mean, like I don't I don't know who's job searching on TikTok, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, that now, now having said that, you, you bring up a good point. Instagram. Yeah, you bring up a good point. A lot of companies nowadays they'll have like you know, like Coca Cola. They they have Snapchat jobs, Instagram jobs, and Twitter jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they'll like post their jobs on social media, right? right? TikTok not so much so far, but pretty soon TikTok will be doing the same thing. But you know, like I said, example before, you know, you know, it's like go see if the job you're applying for, the company has the, has this like a social media jobs account, right? And apply on there too. Yeah. Okay. 
And then my second one was in our personal brand, um, what's going to make us stand out the most? I think being your true self, being authentic, right? You know, like don't be fake, you know, and be, be consistent, right? Don't, don't post a, something a Monday and two weeks later, post something out, right? Mm-hmm. Post something out there. And then do your best. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of the omni-channel approach, like be, be everywhere. Having said that, if you like research a company you want to work for and they're only on like Twitter and, and you know, LinkedIn, you're probably mm-hmm. wasting your time doing a Snapchat for them, right? Yeah. So you say be careful with that. And mm-hmm. also back to LinkedIn, like I said, but resumes and job search, you should not pay anyone to do anything for you on LinkedIn, right? Like don't pay anyone a thousand dollars to readjust your profile, right? Just go to different profiles on your own and look at ones you like, I think you'd like, and then just copy them, you know? You shouldn't be paying anyone at your level for like a LinkedIn redo or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for the person brand, be consistent. Like, like one day, don't be all happy, go lucky. And then oh, two days later, be like somewhat somber and angry, right? To be, have a consistent message. Like, like mine, I always say be great every day, right? So how would I look? You know, three days I say be great every day. And the fourth day I say life sucks, you know, like it doesn't make any sense, right? You got to be consistent. Okay. I think that's, that's awesome. Like, especially with how many of the young people here today, Jason, are on so many different platforms. You know, we were represent TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. Most Gen Z that we talk to are using it for instant messaging, for, for sending text messages. You know, um, how valuable would you say um, text messages are with follow-ups? Let's say you do get that person's contact info that called you. Would that be a valuable way to reconnect with someone? Uh, I, I think so. I think, it's, I think it's very valuable. Yeah, text messages is a good way too. Another thing too, you got to learn... Everyone communicates differently, right? I, I give myself an example. So like my, my, my aunts and uncles older than me, I use Facebook, you know, my nephews, my kids, it's Snapchat, you know? So one thing, I mean, best you can, the, the company you're hiring with or the hiring manager and learn how to communicate, you know, and reach out to them that way. But the kids, you, you have to network, right? I mean, this can't be in, in, your, in, your, in your home, in your bedroom, send out a thousand resumes a day. You have to meet people in some, some yeah. kind of way. You know, uh, Jason, um, I, you know, we we're talking about coaches and empowerment advisors. And uh, one thing that I've learned from working with, um, you know, an actual coach myself is that for young people to be comfortable talking to older people, you have to start networking with people your age, you know, and start there because you may have a fear of working with somebody that's, you know, um, you know, for example, older, maybe it's a, maybe it's a baby boomer, baby boomer generation, you know, and so get comfortable with these networking opportunities virtually, for example, and then local coffee shops. I mean, let's say there's an opportunity, try, take your day a different direction and then try talking to somebody at that coffee shop, you know, and don't, and don't do it to get their Tinder profile, you know? (laughs) So, um, you know, like there's, uh, there's, there's, there's a professional element that we're, that we're here to talk about. Hey, just couple more things. I know we got run out of time. So yeah. like you, you, everyone here is like kind of young. You're kind of trying to figure out, man, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my life. I don't know what I'm doing. No one knows what the hell they're doing. Like everyone, even people my age are still figuring out, right? Like, no one, everyone is wigging so to speak, right? You hear this, oh, I'm an expert. No, they're not. Everyone's still trying to figure it out. Another thing too is like, like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm about to be 30 pretty soon. What am I doing my life? Don't worry about it, right? Because like me, like, I'm not young anymore, but I have more focus of fire than I ever did, right? Like that focus of fire is never going to leave you, right? You're, you're always going to have plenty of time to do stuff, right? So if you can, like, like I say, everyone's realized it's different. If you can, you know, what's it called? Do a gap year, take a gap year, travel the world, figure the things out, like maybe like do different things. Another thing we didn't talk about startups. Startups is a great place to go get some experience. 
the bad thing is, of course, startups who don't pay any money because they can't, because you know, they don't have funding. But startups is a great place to do different things. Like my startup, I have one person. She's doing like design, social media marketing for me, right? What else could she do on there, right? Like most designers, you are for the Microsoft. You doing like one part of design. She's doing anything for me, right? So startups is definitely a place to go to. And for the um, for startups, it's a place called. I'll put it in the chat. It's called www.angellist.com. And basically, AngelList is like the LinkedIn for startups. You can go there and find all these startup jobs. Like here in Seattle alone, like there's 500 startups here and they have like 7,000 jobs in Seattle alone, right? So this is just another, another place to go to. Wow. And it's super valuable to know what resources are available um, when it comes to, um, you know, a lot of people just, they, they don't know where to start. You know, when it comes to um, empowerment advising, you know, this will be a great resource just to um, let people know about angellist.com. Um, in terms of um, websites, right? Web there's a lot of great resources out there for, for companies as well. We wanted to highlight um, human resources today. Um, and Jason, where do you see in your, in your line of work, where do you see uh, most companies, um, do most companies think about recruiting first or is that something that comes later in their thoughts? The most companies think of recruiting first, you know, like a lot of times I reach out to a company like to be a customer and the first thing I say, well, like, we're not hiring yet, right? Because a lot of people think recruiting is only is the only thing in HR, right? But HR comes with like recruiting, um, payroll benefits, compliance, those are like cultural stuff in it, you know? And yeah, but most of them know that, I mean, they don't know what they don't know, right? Yeah, that's so true. Um, wow. Well, well, thank you, Jason, for for sharing your your time and, and your, and your uh, resources with us. And um, we're going to... Um, you know, uh, as, as day one goes for, for this virtual summit, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're all in in terms of um, learning new things, new areas of expertise, right? We want to, um, we want to scale our expertise. We want to take us from a point of uh, disconnection and believing that today is truly a great day to be alive. Make, and that's, that's your slogan too. And that's something I think would be great to share. Yeah. So just one last thing, I apologize. So um, make sure you reach out to me on LinkedIn, right? Because I have a lot of LinkedIn connections. So I like not to, I hate it when somebody says a number. I'm not trying to, buy, but I have like 24,000 LinkedIn connections. So odds are there's someone in my, in my network that can help you out, right? So connect me on LinkedIn and, and, and go to my LinkedIn profile. I got to connect you that way too. That's, that's super true. I think that's something we all could do is taking an action step today um, is to start looking at our LinkedIn's. And uh, within our within our Facebook group, just make that your action step today, guys. Let's get in there and let's be a part of our. We have a private Facebook group, Jason, where we're all talking about our first a thousand followers, and you know that that idea of starting with one act, action step today, and that's something that we'll follow up with um, uh, to our group at the end of the day today as well. Before the end of the day, is um, check out your LinkedIn. Where is it at? I know for for a fact that it is a valuable resource. Um, you know, in terms of being for a job, I've, I've landed a good time in the film business. And I, uh, you know, we're talking about this, this clapboard here, you know, take one, take two. I, I, I got a job on a, a gas station TV commercial, you know, just holding the clapboard, I'm working with a local photographer and director in Detroit. So it is, it is a great resource and you just never know who's out there. Um, and um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's see, Hannah, did you want to jump in as well in the last, as we're wrapping up? Yeah, I just wanted to say because um, something that I touched on in the beginning and then Jason too said community is so important. Courtney left a really awesome comment saying her dad just recently helped her update her resume um, with Jason having so many amazing connections. Um, 
I just wanted to reiterate on that, how great that is. Um, because her family was able to help her. So being able to ask your network, um, for help and then also moving it forward, um, to people like Jason who do want to help you, as Jason said. <laughs> no, we're learning, right? We want to go from those negative to positive moments in terms of like interview. I remember something that was, was shared with me in my first oper- my first workshop was never focus on the negative. You always want to have interview questions prepared that show that you went from the negative to positive, you know, you went, or you just had overall positive experience. Um, hey Josh, and, that's another uh, thing too. Yeah. So uh, one way to guarantee you won't get the job is this. At the, end of, at the end of the interview, they ask you have any questions. If you say no, you're 100% <laughs> guaranteed you will not get the job. <laughs> yeah, 100% because it shows a lack of interest and in maybe a lack of attention to what was discussed. She always have at least a few questions ready and, and think big, you know, and that person's your interview and that person too. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's not a one-sided uh, thing. It's not, and the idea of the word interview, maybe we should use the word meeting. It's an opportunity yeah. to meet. You're meeting this person. Like um, a, good, a good question to ask too is like ask, for the person who gets hired for this job, what's going to be the biggest challenge in the next 90 days? And what the other question is, be able to like say, oh, what a coincidence. I actually did something like this before. Of course, you might, be, of course you might have to totally make it up, right? But say, oh, I actually did something like this in my last job and say what you did, right? I think, yeah, I think you always want to have, um, there's situational questions. Uh, there's, there's a great, um, <laughs> there's a great opportunity online just to Google interview questions and you can come up with some real silly questions. Um, and so maybe as a second, uh, action step today, um, thinking of, um, you know, just, uh, I, I remember having a horrible, horrible interview experience and that was replaying in my mind every time I went into the interview room, um, you know, and there's different styles of, of interviews, meetings, right? It's a uh, group style, horseshoe tables, there's Zoom calls, there's cold calls. And, uh, and so maybe a lot, of, a lot of students, Gen Z, for example, maybe they're not, you know, uh, comfortable being on the phone. And maybe that's a great place to start in terms of what we can create at an influencer brands is uh, cold call practice. Yeah. Like me, I hate, I hate phone call interviews. I just, I don't do well with them or I just hate them to put the passion. Sure. Well, I know. And for a fact, Jason, we connected through LinkedIn. So the, the power of LinkedIn community is there. Um, and, and, and we're going to uh, later this week, bring on uh, one of my friends that he's worked from TikTok. So she's going to speak into the platform. Um, yeah, she, she has over 2 million followers and you connect. Man, she, she is so great. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Her, you know, we talk about marketing. We talk about LinkedIn using that every day. Um, just follow my on Gordon on LinkedIn guys and Jason Kavnis. I mean, two powerhouses in the, in the of, um, you know, uh, help and guidance. They're here to help, you know? And, um, and so that, that's, that's powerful, uh, to give back. Um, hey, so Courtney, um, Frazier, we're going to bring you on for a second too. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. Hey, one more thing. I just came up to my mind. Also, when you, you interview your companies for interviews, a lot of companies, if there's the bigger ones, put what they want on the, on the, how it works. Right. Like example, use Amazon, right? Amazon says on their website, do not come with interview in coat and tie, you know, like dressed up. And all my people working at HR on Amazon, they say every day people come in there in suit and tie. And before the interview starts, it's turn away, right? Like you can't even follow a similar direction. Like it's on the website. Do not come in suit and tie. Like, so be sure you look for instructions in there. That's good. That, that's a great example. It's kind of like when you, um, maybe you're in a new place looking for the Wi-Fi password and you're like, well, 
where is it? It, it? Well, there's directions usually on the wall. You got to look on the wall, like the writings on the wall when it comes to, you know, human resources, uh, you got to go and go to the point of, you know, who's, who's writing the instructions and, and recreating the industry. Uh, you know, we talked about the idea of like a closed door and there's one person behind that closed door. Now it's transparent. You know, there's, there's, we can't, we can't hide human resources. We can't hide our, our social media. Uh, it's got to be exciting things that uh, people can look forward to uh, seeing on, on your LinkedIn page when they connect with you. So I have a HR tech startup. We want to deliver HR to come to your finance people using like a voice enabled AI platform. And so we recently accepted a thing called New York University Future Lab in, in Brooklyn, New York. It's going to give us a year of free office space, a year of free housing in Brooklyn starting September. So that's the biggest thing going on right now. Wow. So anyone that's hopping on in Brooklyn, uh, that's going to be starting ASAP. Um, and that's for Brooklyn startups. I was a Uber driver here in Chicago and I remember driving a family back to uh, Midway airport from Brooklyn. And, uh, um, you know, in terms of startup communities, you can find them in big cities and you can find them in your small towns, you know, being from a small town myself, I always thought that I had to go to the big city to find what I was looking for. And now it's today's day and age. It's, it's right here. You know, yeah. the voices within you. Um, especially now, yeah, you especially know. now. Courtney, I'm going to just bring out your question for Jason. And uh, Courtney Frazier, I want to introduce you to her real quick. Uh, Jason uh, represents the Miracle Coalition for the Epilepsy Community uh, on Instagram. Um, so in terms of her uh, focus, uh, I'll just give her the floor and she can uh, just uh, ask you directly her question. Thanks, Courtney. Well, I was wondering, like, would you tell a potential employer that you have something like epilepsy or not? Like, because I've always done that in the past and I think it's hurt me. I mean, I, I would tell them because they're going to find out soon enough, right? I mean, I would be transparent about it, you know. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm 95% sure of this, but they should not be able to like tell you, like they shouldn't tell you, you're not, they, you're not getting hired because of that, right? Because you'll be covered with the American Disabilities Act. Now, having said that, you know, like I said, people have biases and they're not going to tell you biases. So a company might be biased against that, you know, and there's nothing you can do about that, right? And like I said, would you really want to work for a company who's biased against, what, against that, you know? But I, I would be transparent against it. Like they're going to find about it soon enough, you know? And we're looking at like, suppose you like apply to a hundred companies and tell all hundred you had you know, epilepsy. And only three reply to you, then you know those three companies like are really interested in you for you as a person, right? I mean, just just my opinion. It's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, you know, in terms of sharing your passion in the interview as well, um, you know, Courtney, for example, we work together uh, on your poetry. Uh, we're talking about taking um, a passion like that. And then um, being able to share that in the interview, Jason, how, how valuable is it to hear the passion in someone's eyes when they're speaking it's, to you as opposed to, yeah. It's, it's very, very important. And also like, I'm just speaking for myself, like for myself, I like to see people pass in other areas, right? Like, like I have an HR company. It's great. You're passionate about HR, you know, but if you're going to show you're passionate about something else, right? Like whether it be playing basketball or poetry or like, you no, know, show me that you're passionate about something else, right? But a lot of people are like, oh, only be passionate about this job and nothing else, right? So That's awesome. So we've covered uh, mindset today. As, as our day one start, uh, we're covering mindset when it comes to, you know, creating an action plan, um, an action plan for the job, the job market. Um, a lot of our parents that are here, uh, you know, we believe in you. We believe in the youth. That's why we're here, too. Uh, and we believe in you as a person. Uh, we want you to be here uh, in a safe place. Uh, where we can have transparency 
uh, like I said, think of it like uh, not being a mannequin, right? Um, you don't have to be told where to stand. And, um, you know, in the job market, it's, it's a wide open field, uh, but do it with the plan, do it with the strategy. And that's what we're here to provide is that, you know, when you start putting your resumes out there, like I think a great illustration was being locked in your room, thousand resumes and in, in, in two minutes, that's just not going to happen, you know? Um, so you want to have a unique strategy. And I think, um, you know, uh, I believe in, you know, timers as well, you know, setting timers, give yourself that, that 15 minute, 30 minutes, go to town, take a break, come back, you know? And uh, I think the cover letter really speaks for your personality as well. Uh, showing your personality and who you are. Um, I see a question just popped up in chat as well. So this is awesome. Let's see. Um, yeah. So going Anna. off of um, what Courtney had said, Jason, in regards to like HR and like telling um, individuals, I know there are laws like you can't like discriminate for disability or pregnancy, um, sexual orientation, gender. But of course there's, a, there's that sub, this still happens. Very this still happens. Bad. Yes. Um, when, cause I know like we see, you know, anxiety, depression, and these things on the rise. What is HR doing to, pre- what, where do you see the HR field going with um, our younger market to prevent burnout? And where do we, where do they, and we have to be able to, pour into that. So like important to us and everything. So I guess the general question would be like with anxiety and depression on the rise, where do you see companies going to prevent burnout? So that's going to mainly come from the CEO and the top leaders of the company, right? So example I'll use, this happened a while ago. There's a, a software development company in Minnesota and the lady put on social media, you know what? I'm taking a, a mental health day tomorrow, right? And everyone blasted this person, right? Mental health, what the crap is that, right? What are you doing, right? And the CEO came back, oh no, we support mental health and the, you know, and, and people take care of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But let's suppose like the CEO didn't have the kind of policy, right? She would have just, you know, had a quote unquote suck it up, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, a lot of it comes from the CEO because I could be wrong, I don't think there's really a lot of it. Like HR laws are laws like that mandate, you know, like mental health stuff and stuff like that. But it, it all comes from culture, right? Yeah. And, and, and it comes like, you know, people from your generation, like forcing, forcing that, right. You know, mm-hmm. complaining, like, Hey, I need this kind of stuff. Right. Like they say back, back, back in my day, everyone sucked it up. Right. <laughs> you know, Oh, like you're, you're, you know, you're going through. So like, Oh, your dog died, you know, get back to work tomorrow. Right. Or, you know, some, whatever happened. Right. Oh, you feel down and out, you know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Come produce. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, this def, def, definition are definitely making do differently. Right. But it, okay. it comes down to the culture and the CEO, right. There's really no federal law that says you have to do this, you know, Okay. <laughs> How does a company, let's say, for example, um, something has happened to where the company itself is, is hiring. And this would just be a kind of, I guess, uh, a question that I just was thinking of. They're hiring, um, except the job at hand is not happening right now. It was happening before COVID. The job's not happening right now. So they're trying to recruit for that position. Um, have you ever seen that? case of where the position is still being you know recruited for except the job isn't happening right yeah and a, and a lot of companies do that too where they like try to recruit a bench like they have a job on there that actually don't hire till later on and it kind of gives a disservice if people look for a job because you apply for a job you think it's right then right mm-hmm. and if it's a good point a big disconnect in, in job search is this like when you like you're looking for a job you usually need a job like right now right within a month 
built us all right. So you need like something sooner or later. Where most companies are hiring, I like, suppose a company just like laid off someone or a new position. They usually don't need to fill the business for like maybe another two or three months, right? They're going to take their time, you know, and, and take their time where, so they can take their time. And I interview a lot of people where you look for the unit right now, right? So there's a big disconnect right there. Yeah. And I think that's, um, it, th- there's a waiting game that happens. I've heard of instances where people, um, you know, this idea of life being a roller coaster when it comes to jobs and, and getting hired, uh, that can be a waiting game. It can be a roller coaster. It can be a ride. You may not get a call for a month or a year down the road. I've definitely yeah. heard that. Yeah. And they're like, hey, remember us? Oh, no, I, I, I've I, celebrated Christmas, Thanksgiving, all the holidays. And uh, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> thanks for calling back. Yeah, I, actually, I've, I've, had, I've had two jobs since then. <laughs> yeah. You're like, um, yeah, how's everything going? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so well, this, um, this would be a great place just to say that we all need a direct and clear plan for social media for recruiting ourselves, you know, um, you know, it's like first impressions. I think it's totally true. You know, Jason, you may be interviewed. So the person may be driving their car at the time when you're in the interview, you just don't know, you know, uh, any, anything can happen. So having a direct and clear plan when it comes to, um, you know, looking for jobs, um, you know, being empowered by an advisor, uh, that's what we're creating here is, uh, something that through the next, you know, six days from here on out, we want to create a resource that's going to be available for the parents that are here and the students that can collaborate. A lot of our parents are mentors for the mentor list or the unmentored and they're, they're, they're acting parents in action. And uh, we want the students that are um, hesitant to trust um, to, to have a new resource that's available to where, you know, we're going to do something that's um, never been seen before. And yeah. that's, mm-hmm. And as, as a parent, you got to realize the way you look for a job back in your generation is totally different from how people look for jobs now, right? Mm-hmm. You have to realize that. Changing landscape, idea of rising tides, race, and are you going to be in the ship? You know, like rising tides, like times are changing, you know? And so we want to be, you know, we want to be ready for that as entrepreneurs here, as business owners, um, in terms of, you know, uh, what I, what I just appreciate about you, Jason, it's just your heart to help, you know, it's, it's to be a leader and, um, you know, you are a leader and you're leading, um, by taking action today. Well, thank um, you. You want to challenge HR is having, so challenge HR is like, don't like we'll say old school, one challenge HR is having like, like gener- I think it's generation Z is the, is the first, of course, millennials or internet generation Z is the first generation, like actually all internet, right? Like everything's on mobile phone. You want to like Uber, you know, order food. You want to apply for jobs on, on the phone. And a lot of HR are having trouble with that, right? So you got to keep in mind that too. You know, a lot of HR are kind of having trouble making that transition, you know, to the all mobile. You know, Jason, uh, one of my first jobs was mowing lawns in high school. I was working for realty companies. I would just approach a realty office and bring my lawnmower. And I was working, you know, side by side with my dad. And that was my first job. And I remember... <laughs> <laughs> that was the business. Here's a good one for you. Yeah. I got one better for you. So when I was a kid, what I would do, I would take my lawnmower 
Thank you I'll for just start listening to cutting this people's grass, right? And so either they'll come out like, what are you doing? I'm cutting your grass. I didn't tell you I didn't tell you cut my grass. Well, if you want me to finish, it's like $10, right? I'm not paying you. I'll just leave. You're not going to cut my grass? You're not going to pay me, right? And I got so many cuts like that. Just like, just start doing shit, you know? I think that's great. I think it shows ambition. At a young age. And, you know, you know, I think, you know, developing that thick skin when it comes to interviews, when it comes to social media, a lot of our influencers, um, you know, that we're speaking with or are already past a thousand followers, you know, or they have over a thousand connections. And there, there's a, there's a responsibility that comes with, with leadership. You know, um, I like the illustration of a thousand people following me through my front door when I come home, you know, 2000, 3000, you know, or even a team of 50, you know, that carries a responsibility to it. So yeah, being super careful, uh, you know, <laughs> You know, now I think it depends on the neighborhood you're in and, 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 and whose grass you're cutting. Well, too. <laughs> well that's, that's true too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, true too. You know, um, uh, yeah, we have a great uh, point here from, from Beth Serafin, um, from the H life, uh, Northwest Indiana. And, uh, Beth says I went into a restaurant and started cleaning tables, needed the job desperately and ended up getting a position and a dinner. <laughs> so I mean, I think pe- people yeah. like when you show initiative. Absolutely. And in terms of uh, wrapping up, making every day a great day starts with mindset, starts with leadership, starts with just realizing that you have responsibilities for yourself and for your family, for your friends, 